worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Welcome to the Steve Reeve Podcast with the best moments from the past week and a few things that didn't make it there. Powered by Coldwell Banker Ford McMurray. We love YMM. Monday. How good's your password? There's a uh, cybersecurity company, uh, NordPass, that has published the most common passwords for areas around the world. And Canada has its own section. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Basic ones. One, two, three, four, five, six. Password. QWERTY. ABC123. Password1. And testing are all way high up on the list. But then again, they usually are, apparently. They usually are. I think... Maybe they're letting us know that our passwords are weak because they're trying to sell us more cybersecurity? Could that possibly be it? I think so. But the ultra-Canadian ones that they're saying also made our uh, local, uh, national local top 200. Canada is one of them. Just just Canada as a password. Uh, mm, maybe not, guys. Uh, Montreal, Toronto, Canada won. Oh, you're putting some extra security on there going alphanumeric with it uh, and bonjour was in the top 200 as well as hockey was 11th most common hockey yeah uh, with according to this uh, th- this this research about 65,000 of us choosing that password for something for something I mean it's our game after all but then again that's not gonna make it much of a game for somebody to crack your password right some other random ones but also not really all that random Internet, Baby Girl, Chicken, Peanut, and Dragon are all apparently super common. So, I mean, just try and change it up a little bit. Canada, we're not doing so well on the cybersecurity front. So the combination is one, two, three, four, five. That's the stupidest combination I ever heard in my life. That's the kind of thing an idiot would have on his luggage. 2021 American Music Awards held in Los Angeles last night, largely focusing on new music each year, of course, so not a ton of the artists that we play get representation, but Korean pop group BTS took home the biggest accolades. Uh, Canadian artist Drake and The Weeknd were also recognized. Biggest question mark was Machine Gun Kelly winning favorite rock artist over the Foo Fighters, in my opinion. While Adele, uh, meanwhile, has made waves for convincing Spotify to disable the auto-shuffle setting for album plays on the uh, streaming service. Stressing that the choices made around the order of experiences the artist and producers want the listener to have are important. The order of songs matters. I fully agree, and this is the first that I'm hearing of this bonehead setting. I agree. Uh, Shuffling songs, fantastic. It's a great button. But... Maybe not for the very first time that you're, you know, listening to an album through, right? Right? Meanwhile, uh, Robert Plant and Alison Krauss are making some uh, noise about a new tour, the first that they have done together in over a decade, and uh, they're looking to hit Europe as well as some stops in the U.S. next year. They've got a new album coming out that they're going to be promoting called Raise the Roof, and uh, that would be the first time that they have actually done a official tour together instead of just maybe an appearance here and there in 12-plus years. Tuesday. 
you can get buried in a fungus now, buried in a mushroom. Uh, okay, well, there's an upstart anyway that's trying to uh, convince people that maybe uh, grown mushroom-based, fungus-based coffins are a lot better uh, and a lot faster to produce than traditional wood ones, right? Of course, it takes about 20 years to grow the trees to make a coffin that you're just going to put back in the ground again, right? Uh, and, you know, it's going to decompose this whole idea over time. This decomposes a little bit differently, though, and also only takes six weeks to grow. Fungal fibers living underground now turned into, uh, you know, basically grown into whatever form you want. Uh, there's going to be, like, homes built out of fungus in the future. I guarantee it. Eventually. Eventually. Because it's just one of these weird, burgeoning parts of science that's going, hey, this does all kinds of crazy stuff and is cheap and fast, so why aren't we... Why are we doing it? Well, I think because fungus has a negative connotation. We think mushrooms, fungus, unless it's going in our dinner, we're not that interested, right? Molds and spores and things, gross, and it eats almost anything. They've developed plastic, or they've developed a fungus that can now eat plastic, or at least they've discovered which ones are better at it, and they can eat asbestos, they can eat cardboard, they can eat even some found at Chernobyl that can eat radiation. So you know what? They can just eat anything that you want. And uh, I guess if that if you want that to be you when you're all done, uh, I think this is a viable thing. I, and I think it would probably work better than those things that they sell, the pods. Not knocking anybody wants to go that way, but, you know, the pod where you turn into a tree. You know what I mean? Uh, sounds lovely. Sounds beautiful. One with nature and all that. But I just imagine that, like most of those little grow-your-own-tree-in-a-square-block-of-wood things that you can buy, like 99% of them don't ever actually grow. So is there a guarantee that your dying wish is to become a beautiful and flourishing tree, a part of the flora of the forest when you were fauna before, and it just doesn't go? That's no fun, right? That's no fun. But then again, what are you going to care? You're already dead, right? This is pretty interesting. Uh, Canadian gold medal win worn swimsuit. <laughs> That's a tongue twister right there. Canadian worn by Miss McNeil, Maggie McNeil, uh, at the 2020 Olympics in 2021 earlier this summer, of course, right? Up for auction. Interesting. Uh, and not the only one, of course. This is a big effort from uh, Swimming Canada fundraiser specifically, so it's not like this is just a cash grab. This money is going to be used to help out with training, travel, everything, as the uh, eyes are now set on Paris in 2024, right? I believe that's correct. I could have my, my dates and my, my, my summer games wrong, but still. It's to help them out with future Olympic endeavors and more competition, more training, and on and on and on and on and on. And actually, not huge dollar amounts either, like this gold medal... Win-worn swimsuit <laughs> upper auction starting the bid at $1,000 Canadian. Like, I mean, that's... You gotta want the thing, but that's not, like, gonna break the bank or anything. Not too bad, anyway. You'd think it would be clean, right? I would hope. I would hope that it would be clean, but... You know, as sweaty as the effort would have made a person to compete and win a gold medal in the Olympics, it was in the water. And in chlorinated water to boot, right? Problem is... It's a shame. They tossed the swimsuit in a plastic bag after the competition and then threw that in their luggage and then into a corner of the laundry room, basically sitting there since the Olympics this summer. So, I mean, they're a little gross, right? Leave it long enough and it'll start training for its own Olympics career at that point. You're listening to the Steve Reed Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. The holiday season, a time to feel safe and warm if possible, you know, ideally. Uh, sometimes, though, the iconography of the season can do the exact opposite and put a chill right down into your soul. Like Woody, the talking Christmas tree from Nova Scotia, Dartmouth specifically. 
Um, okay. All right. Now, fair enough. Fair enough. This is a holiday tradition from way back when, and people do love it, apparently. I have never heard of this before. I've just learned about this. And is it any wonder uh, Woody hasn't been around for about 15 years? And uh, the, it has been brought back, brought back for this year, unveiled just a few days ago uh, at his rightful place at the Micmac Mall for the holiday season. And uh, now with a full-on moving mouth and moving eyes, and it is nightmare fuel. It is horrifying. So scary. Nova Scotians, you must explain this to me. And I, I was shocked. I was surprised. I learned a little bit about you know the fifteen year hiatus and the reason and the fact that this is a new face for Woody the Talking Tree. But my question is, what happened to the old face? And then I looked it up and I saw what it looked like and I understood why this is actually an improvement. It was even more horrifying before. Nova Scotia, you must explain this whole phenomenon to me. Where the heck is Woody from? Wh why does it want my soul? A little injury in the palm of the hand of a very famous drummer, uh, the drummer of No Doubt named Adrian Young, who also plays in the band Dream Car. Uh, he posted on Instagram just yesterday uh, that he well tripped while cooking dinner with a glass in his hand and ended up with two large pieces of that glass embedded in his palm. Gross. Has gone under uh, the knife and has had surgery to remove and course we hope that that's a steady recovery and that it doesn't affect his 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 craft too much meanwhile news about uh, some very rare photos of a late musician rare uh, tupac shakur photographs that are claiming to show a side of the man that not many people got to see are going to be sold as nfts of course and meanwhile, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch commenting on something that isn't even in the realm of possibility yet, but is something to think about. He says that uh, starring in a Radiohead biopic would be very, very, very weird. Uh, he's working on this film, The Power of the Dog, which is scored by the guitarist of Radiohead, Johnny Greenwood, who since Benedict Cumberbatch has created a friendship with. But uh, he does say that going further, you know, following the, the, the line of thought, were he to play somebody in a Radiohead biopic, maybe Greenwood or maybe Tom York himself, it would be nothing but weird. And honestly, that's exactly how it should be. Wednesday. Connor McDavid, a, uh, a very much beloved member of the Oilers, now showing up in Architectural Digest. Uh, the magazine has put out a uh, video just yesterday that people are scrutinizing. They're looking through. They're checking out all the details about the design work of his lovely, lovely home shared with his girlfriend. Hey, Dee. I'm Connor McDavid. This is my girlfriend, Lauren. Welcome to our home in Edmonton. Come on in. It's lavish, it's rich, it's spacious, it's beautiful, and it belongs to... Well, not the two of them, of course. This is the king of the household, Leonard. <laughs> we got him a couple years ago. He's just a little over two. He definitely runs the house. <laughs> Leonard the dog has a huge presence in the in the video, in the house, in, in everything that they do. Um, and they do have, in Leonard's honor, I assume, a big old neon sign that says, If you don't like dogs, get out. Proving that simply having a lot of money doesn't necessarily fix uh, bad taste. Uh, yeah, I'm happy to say that I didn't see a single live, laugh, love sign, so I feel like they're still okay. And honestly, it's like it's lavish. There's a movie theater, there's a basketball court, there's a gym, there's amenities and everything, hot tub, the balcony overlooking the River Valley. It's fantastic, but it's not too outlandish that like it would be way too out there for anybody's taste. Just about anybody could be just super happy living there. So, uh, you know, if you are looking for roommates, Connor, Lauren, 
What's up? Also, I'm going to be calling your house Homer McDavid because I feel like you should already. And if you're not, wasted opportunity. NASA's trying to shoot a spacecraft directly at an asteroid to see if they can set it off course as a part of the world's first ever global scale planetary defense test. This is some insanity level stuff. I mean, but also probably going to be absolutely necessary. It is a matter of time, right? I mean, we get impacted by foreign uh, alien debris, stuff from outside of our atmosphere all the time. Usually it just burns up in the atmosphere and we barely notice it. Or we have a nice little meteor shower to watch. We see them streaking by and we go, oh, that's so lovely and romantic. But it's only a matter of time before we do impact something a little bit bigger, right? Will it be this 10 years, 50 years, 50 million years? Big old question mark, right? Sometimes we're discovering these near, uh, you know, flyby, these close flyby asteroids as they're flying by us. So, and it's estimated that there's tons, tons of huge asteroids just just outside of our view, you know what I mean? Like, just hanging around the Earth, a little ways away, maybe of some concern. They call it DART, the Double Asteroid Redirection Test, because they're specifically targeting a big asteroid that has a little asteroid that's orbiting it. So, I mean, doubling them up, right? DART. DART. But also, I get it, NASA. I get it. You're shooting a dart out there into space. And uh, when's it going to make impact? Oh, you know, uh, today, maybe, since they launched last night out of Southern California? No, 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 no. It's going to take a little longer than that, in fact. Just to give you a timeline, the project was greenlit. There was, it was, it was a-okayed by NASA and everybody teamed up and, uh, t- teaming up on it in August of 2018. And today uh, is the day after they actually did the launch. When does it actually impact the asteroid and let us know if this is even a viable solution, if crashing a multi-million dollar spacecraft into an asteroid is the viable solution to help us Armageddon ourselves by, you know, de-Armageddoning ourselves. Uh, That's going to be September of next year. September 26th, 2022 is the anticipated date of impact. I hope they got some cameras on that sucker. That's going to be fun to watch. Hey Alexa, play the Steve Reeve podcast. Quickly going to race through some music news for its Grammy nominations edition. They have arrived last night and they are causing some head scratching in some cases. For one, you've got Canadian crooner The Weeknd infamously saying he's boycotting the awards show after years of snubs. And now they've turned around and trolled him with three nominations as well. Comedians with controversies, Louis C.K. and Dave Chappelle have been nominated and somehow even Marilyn Manson with all of his allegations currently still being sorted out in courts of law. Uh, He has a nod. And uh, with the uh, chief of the annual show saying, we're not in the business of restricting people from submitting their work for our voters to decide on. Interesting stance, but also, I do get it. It's up to the voters to decide. On the less than controversial side, Jay-Z has also now overtaken Quincy Jones as the most Grammy-nominated artist ever. There's been some absolutely non-surprises, like Billie Eilish and uh, Lil Nas X getting lots of nominations. However, one that did surprise people is uh, an artist named John Batiste, who now has 11 brand new nominations uh, he is the most out of out of anybody uh, and uh, including uh, album of the year nod for we are uh, and the record of the year for freedom uh, he is uh, New Orleans uh, singer and really singer doesn't really cut it because he's just multi-talented and multi-genre uh, and uh, has a lot of deep cuts uh, deep ties to American roots very beautiful stuff is it any wonder that he got all those nominations? But then again, there's some other artists that have had some seriously successful months in uh, previous, uh, you know, uh, dates, not even on the nomination ballot whatsoever, getting their own snubs. Interesting all over. Thursday.
Um, a bit of confusion from some people who have ordered a certain product. Now, it does say sold by Walmart all over the news stories about this, but, I mean, technically it's not Walmart selling it. It's one of their third-party sellers online that they are use, allowing to use their marketplace. And since, I believe, it has been taken off. But uh, there's this cactus, dancing cactus. Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> It's supposed to be educational. It's it's sold as, uh, you know, like a $26 toy and, you know, get it for the kids and they'll be able to experience a a couple different languages. Specifically, there's supposed to be a song sung in English, a song sung in Spanish, and a song sung in Polish. The problem is, is that this this cactus, which is manufactured in a completely different place than any of those uh, languages, um, and there's so many different versions of it, too, now I'm seeing online, uh, is, is that it used a Polish song from a rapper who was singing about doing cocaine, being depressed, and staying inside for, like, days at a time while swearing his head off. Of course, in Polish, so to the average English-speaking listener, no clue about it, right? But for those who do speak a little bit, or a lot of bit, they're going, hey, whoa, hey, whoa, 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 you can't do that. Uh, And, you know, since then... I'm sure that it's a little harder to track down or has now become even more valuable and is uh, harder to track down for different reasons because that's, you know, the world that we live in. I live in a singing cactus Christmas toy swears and sings about cocaine in Polish. Merry Christmas 2021. It's a little bit sad. I want to make sure that you're you're sitting down or at least you're prepared to get some sad news. About $400,000 worth of Jack Daniel's Tennessee whiskey was spilled on a highway in Tennessee recently. Oh yeah, drivers trying to make a left turn onto an interstate. Don't know exactly what happened. Drivers okay. Several gallons of the uh, the, the Jack Daniels, not Scotch, not bourbon, but Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskey uh, all over the pavement. I know it's a very sad, sad thing. The hardest thing to to face with this, the hardest part of it to contemplate for folks, I think, is the time of year that it happened to happen in. Talking about American Thanksgiving being today. Of course, Christmas is a month away from today. And, you know, between now and the end of January, like a dozen different uh, holidays are happening. A dozen different uh, things to celebrate, depending on your upbringing and, and your beliefs and, and what you want to do, of course. So, particularly about the Thanksgiving, and I think the Christmas meals, we're going to have to deal with those... <laughs> Those relatives that need a little bit of uh, helpful lubrication in order to tolerate, let's just say. And Jack Daniels was always a friend for that. Sometimes. Thanks for listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Some seriously wanted guitars, some desired guitars going up for auction uh, from Radiohead, from from U2, from Paul McCartney, from Green Day, all for charity as well, uh, and more. Uh, Dave Grohl, Noel Gallagher, a bunch of people have gotten together to auction off some guitars to help musicians that have been impacted by the COVID pandemic and the lack of the ability to perform live and for people to go and check out those venues. Um, it's called uh, Music Rising. That's the benefit that was formed back in 2005 by guitarist from U2 The Edge, as well as producer Bob Ezrin, to help out uh, musicians that were devastated by Hurricane Katrina. And uh, beyond that, now it's a global health crisis that they are trying to help out with. And this big auction taking place on December 11th at the Van Eaton Galleries in Los Angeles. Bids can be made online for the people who have a lot of extra cash to, to throw down. Uh, then we've got Korn's Jonathan Davies uh, coming out to talk about the, uh, the, the departure of their bassist, Fieldy, from the band. Without giving much details, they do say that he is off to heal, and Davis spoke about uh, the vulnerability of watching somebody that he cares about 
face death and how he's not going to do that again. And uh, he says he will feel guilty for the rest of his life because of that. I paraphrase because he uses some strong language. But uh, in that, he says it's best for Fieldy to be staying home, staying away, and doing better to help himself heal himself. And they are going to be, of course, supporting him through it as they go forward. Lars Ulrich Toilet, I need help reacting to this. I really do. Uh, you need to see it to believe it. Um, unfortunately, we're not in a visual medium right now. Radio is very much what you hear, but I'll try to describe it. Somebody has crafted a porcelain likeness of Lars Ulrich, a young-looking Lars Ulrich, though it's kind of hard to tell, um, who is not quite... I mean, he's sitting on the toilet, but he also he just is the toilet. The flesh tone color of his naked legs and arms is the exact same as the porcelain of the toilet bowl itself. His green eyes staring, silently judging, and holding on to his two red drumsticks. Not a euphemism for something. He's just actually holding on to drumsticks. It is awkward. It is awkward as hell, and a real thing, and from Florida, I might add. I need to just read the some of the posts that came along with this. Okay, so it comes out of Hellmouth Plumbing Supply on Instagram. Go ahead, give them a search. Take a look, snoop around. But uh, the Lars toilet, they say, installed and fully functional. I will be moving it for public use at the Brass Mug on December 3rd as a part of the Hellmouth Plumbing Supply art show taking place in the bathroom during the Prince Midnight Show. Be there, hail Lars. Lars Ulrich, unavailable for comic uh, comment so far. At least that's as far as I'm aware. Um, it's just completely unnerving. It needs to be seen to be believed. And its eyes are somehow following me everywhere I go. Every time I go. <laughs> Friday. I'm here as a friend. I'm here to tell you something you just might not want to hear. But you need to hear it anyway. Fill up your vehicle today. Get the gas. I'm telling you, get the gas while it's warm. Or on the weekend. Should be warm throughout. And even the long-term forecast is even saying good things, but trust me. If we're lucky enough to stay warm until you need to fill up again, you just do it again real quick, okay? But fill up today, fill up this weekend, because the forecast can be changeable. And there's nothing worse. Nothing in the history of the world has ever felt worse. Okay, maybe not. Then freezing at a slow, slow gas pump the very next day after you could have done it in a t-shirt the day before. And you know, deep down, you know I'm right. I know. I know. This was a hard talk. I'm glad that we did it, though. I'm glad we had this little chat. So what you need to do now is you need to figure out the next opportunity, next convenient time to get the gas in that vehicle. Because otherwise, you'll be just like me, who will inevitably wait and then be freezing his buns off. Really, what I want to hear from is Tom Cardi. If you haven't heard of this guy, you might have actually heard some of his music. Uh, he's from Dianunda, and uh, he sings all kinds of hilarious songs from his weird studio uh, and makes great like TikTok videos, basically. Uh, but uh, he put one out just a few days ago. Not quite almost Christmas time. It is something special and something to be experienced, really. There's a special magic in seeing a tragic middle-aged man lose his shit. Christmas tree, which is just leftover decorations, not pulled down from Halloween. When shops and parks are never full, cause we're still stuck in work and school. 
<laughs> it's just so true. It's the almost, not quite almost, Christmas time. I swear, I was in my living room just last week. I think it was Friday night. And I took a look up at the uh, entertainment unit just above the TV and realized, oh, oh, wait, there's three little plastic skulls that are still just sitting there from Halloween decorations. Right, 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 right. Just gather those on up and uh, replace them with something cheery, like a hedgehog wearing a Santa hat. You're listening to the Steve Reed Podcast, Podcast. from 100.5 Cruise FM. Starting off with beer. Beer from the darkness. Yeah, it's been a while since they put out their song Christmas Time, Don't Let the Bells End, in all its falsetto glory. But now they've teamed up with a uh, company, London Signature Brew, which means that they've got their own brand new beer titled Christmas Time, Don't Let the Bells End, that comes in the Pub in a Box Bells End Edition gift pack. Yeah, you can you can totally buy it up. Glassware, beer mat, art print, snacks, Spotify playlist, pub quiz, and four cans of the Bells and Beer, apparently, which they describe as a mouthwatering bitterness to carry you through the season. Upon pouring the brew, you'll find a clear, deep copper beer with a medium-low carbonation on the note. Well, you can read it for yourself if you're interested. Peter Jackson, of course, uh, he's connected to this in a huge way. Beatles Get Out documentary that just started showing up on Disney Plus as of yesterday. Three parts to be released in total. But he speaks about some of his newfound knowledge when it comes to the Beatles. And yes, they did want to make their own Lord of the Rings movie back in the 1960s. He says they were serious about it. But somebody... Somebody, J.R.R. Tolkien himself, still had the film rights and said, I don't like the idea of the Beatles doing it, and said, no, kiboshed the whole thing. But can you imagine the songs coming off of the soundtrack, is what Peter Jackson's saying. And meanwhile, it's Robert Plant of Led Zeppelin who is saying that he knows exactly how to heal the rift between the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. Specifically, uh, you know, feud between some of the members, Paul McCartney being one of them, and on the other side of it, well, Mick Jagger. But Robert Plant's idea, well, he says it's really not that big of a deal. There's not really truly any fighting. They might chirp at each other, but they've known each other since 1963, and they love each other desperately. They say that McCartney should just play bass with the Stones. Again, can you imagine the music? You found yourself putting pressure on people. Now that we're at, you know, Black Fridays today, there's all kinds of sales this week and into next Cyber Monday. Giving Tuesday is also coming up as well, of course. Got to keep that in mind. Keep a little jingle for that. But but I found myself, I found myself, it's totally in the spirit of the holiday. I've been putting pressure on people to tell me what they want in time for these Black Friday sales suddenly. I mean, usually I'm just not even on top of it by this time of year, feeling a little bit more ahead of the game. So now suddenly the pressure has to go on to other people, right? Was I asking them what they wanted and... For some ideas last week? Of course not. Was I cultivating clever and thoughtful gift ideas throughout the year? Well, okay, I thought I was, but I can't remember any of them, so no. So sign up to the gift exchange site already, draw your name so I can get mine, and fill out the damn wish list. I'm trying to catch a bargain here, okay? Transmission over. Want more Steve? New podcast episodes happen every Friday or just tune into the Steve Reeve Show. Weekday mornings starting at 5.30 a.m. on 100.5 Cruise FM.